Yoiv Julian on the brown note and Qatar and the corruption of the FIFA World Cup. Actually, I want to start with this because I'm seeing a lot of stuff online saying how dare people go to Qatar and expect them to change their customs, go there and, you know, respect their country. Um, I'm sorry, but people aren't going there as a tourist. If you go to Qatar as a tourist, you respect their customs, their way of life. You've made that choice. The people are saying, you know, when in Rome, do as the Qataris do. This isn't. Qatar is in Rome here. Qatar bid for hosting the World Cup, understanding the culture is the World Cup, not them. They agreed to host it in a manner that was apparently better than anyone else could in keeping the culture of the World Cup. This isn't tourists going to Qatar out of choice. They are going to the World Cup. It's Qatar that needs to observe the culture of the World Cup, not us that needs to observe the culture of Qatar. You don't have to bid for the World Cup. They chose to. And as we found out, they lied about it in many ways to get it so it's rubbish to say that people going there should observe their customs because they've got no choice they're going to see the world cup and they were forced to go to qatar who made it very apparent during the bidding process that they would host what is actually historically a western cultural event it's a it's an english game Say what you want about it being a global game. It originated in England. FIFA initially was just European. Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Spain, Sweden and Switzerland in 1904 was set up FIFA. They set up FIFA to oversee the international competition between those nations. England didn't want a bar of any of the international stuff. They basically ignored the rest of the world. So for about 80 years, the World Cup was um, Latin America, North America, and then Central America, and Europe. It was a Western thing. So to say that, you know, if, it's, if a country bids for it, that it has to change, it's the country bidding for it that has to change. It's a global event, and it has Western-centric roots. Uh, it's only since like 1982 they expanded it to 24 teams. Up until then, only occasionally countries like North Korea, Egypt, uh, read up on the 1930 World Cup. It's a doozy. Egypt missed their boat and actually sent a telegram saying that they couldn't get there and they didn't go. And again, in 98, it, it expanded to 32 teams. That brought in a lot of South Asian countries, the Middle East and African nations that wouldn't have got there any other way. The World Cup belongs to the fans. It doesn't belong to Qatar. It's not theirs. And it isn't FIFA's. They have just got themselves in a position of power that needs to be stripped from them because of the level of corruption involved. The Sepp Blatter era has become synonymous with embedded corruption. The year that Qatar won it, they gave it out to Russia and Qatar because they thought that giving it to Qatar at the same time as Russia 
would kind of hide the fact that it was ridiculous to give it to such a small nation in the Middle East that couldn't even hold it at the right time of year. So they just handed it over. Going into the vote, England had secured enough votes to host the World Cup. They've not held a World Cup for, it will be, over 60 years, and they invented the game. They had all the infrastructure in place. They had a perfect geographical location to many of the teams involved. And they could host it at the right time of year. They've got a massive footballing heritage. They were told they had enough votes going in. Behind the scenes, uh, corruption enabled another team, another country to get it. The Set Blatter era is synonymous with corruption. FIFA have completely destroyed the any sort of integrity that the World Cup has. I mean, they say it's about spreading the game, and I can understand that in somewhere like South Africa, or if they held it in somewhere like India, maybe. But there's no spreading the game in Qatar. There's no justification for holding it there. It's a few million people. It's never going to have a league. It's never going to benefit the population of which virtually everyone is from overseas. So the the population of Qatar is 3 million people, less than Sydney where I'm in. Would Sydney host the World Cup? Actually, they've got a much more footballing tradition here than Qatar has or ever will have. But 88% of the population of Qatar are foreign workers. There is no possibility of football developing in Qatar other than getting one massive club. They will now probably buy a major club. They may even try and relocate that major club to Qatar and have one team that virtually no one in the country ever watches. 95% of the labour force in Qatar is foreign migrant workers. The... I mean, the... The expense of hosting it, overall infrastructure in Qatar, something like two to three hundred billion dollars. They spent six billion on stadiums, but the rest of it is building infrastructure. They're trying to use use it to become a new Dubai, I guess. Now, when you look at the Olympics, when you look at um, FIFA, the World Cup, when you look at the Eurovision Song Contest. They come out with this fluffy rhetoric about being human rights observers and, you know, you know, being holier than thou and holistic. It is utter garbage. They wear their armbands, but they don't care. They're holding it in Qatar, and we know about the, you know, something like 6,000 migrant workers died, not necessarily during the building of the infrastructure for the World Cup, but over that period. Uh, I think one body's come out and said around 500 died in the process. But it's the day-to-day -day treatment of these workers. Often they'll come into the country, have their passport taken off of them. Uh, we know about the um, gay rights because that's the only rights that ever really get man mentioned because they're so safe. But what about women's rights? Women don't exactly have great rights in most Middle Eastern countries. Um, they would seem to not be the fluffy, friendly face of FIFA. Um, and where they host events, 
you know, the the idea of the sanctions against Russia when it comes to sport and everything else, when there have been so many countries that have been rightly or wrongly accused of human rights abuses that have won major, either the Olympics or the World Cup, you've got China, you've got Russia, and Russia had, in the space of a couple of years, the Winter Olympics and the World Cup, the Eurovision Song Contest is the most painfully woke of all of them, and they held their competition in Israel. When it comes down to it, you know, the Western world is very comfortable talking about rainbow rights, not so much about Palestinian rights. So it's not promoting football at all. Um, it's why did Qatar want it? Well, my opinion is this Qatar, UAE, United Arab Emirates, and uh, Saudi, they want to become big footballing powerhouses. They want to have one club in each of their capital cities to become part of this global football world. Uh, and I can see that being. Um, an impetus in this event, uh, Qatar washing Qatar and them, you know, stepping up to the plate. Manchester United has gone up for sale. Saudi have already bid. I expect Qatar to bid as well. They tried to promote this thing a few years ago uh, called the European Super League. Now it got shot down in f flames in ten minutes. It was a debacle. But what they wanted was they wanted to have. Six teams from the English Premiership, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Barcelona, PSV, PSG, and the, these major clubs playing every week. Real play Liverpool every week. You know, Barcelona play Manchester United every other week. Um, they don't want leagues. They don't want, you know, leagues to happen in these respective countries. They want the biggest franchises to play each other. And my th theory behind that whole debacle, which was shot down in flame as soon... See, see what happened is um, the Italian clubs and the Spanish clubs in the arms race of soccer have become some of the most in-debt sporting franchises on earth. Barcelona are completely bankrupt. M probably a billion dollars in debt. And the problem is, is that the leagues in Germany and Spain and France and Italy don't make enough revenue to fund the ridiculous wages of players paid by teams like Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Because they don't have the depth of the Premiership and they don't have the television rights of the Premiership. So they don't have the revenue. So they wanted to create this Super League. But my theory is this. They wanted to then expand it globally. So in China, in Russia, in um, the Middle East, and probably at some point in America, you will have these billion dollar franchise clubs. And they wanna play all the time together. These clubs wanna play the big European sites, club sites, like Real Madrid. And that was the end game, I think. And what would have happened is someone would have bought somewhere like Manchester City and relocated it. You don't think they relocate clubs? Have a look at what happens in America. They reloc relocate 
franchises all the time. There was a lot of talk at that time about the difference between legacy fans and new fans. They don't care about the people in Manchester that support Manchester City. They care about the global audience. So that was my, that's one theory as to why Qatar wanted it. I think there's a fair amount of ego between the UAE, Saudi and, and Qatar as well. Um, and the other thing is, if you're spending $200 billion on infrastructure as a result of hosting the World Cup, that's a lot of reasons. There are a lot of companies getting paid. I think that in general, there's two main reasons why the Olympics and the World Cup happen now. And the first one is that it costs billions of dollars. That money is paid for usually out of public coffers and it goes into private ones <coughs> for all the construction or organization to the tune of you know, $100 billion. Look at Russia. The Winter Olympics were then the most expensive that had ever been held, $60 billion. $8 billion went to one of Putin's great friends to build a very short train line under 20 kilometers long to go to this ski resort that held, I think, one event. Thanks for the vacuum. And that was Putin's mate that got paid for this train that is only going to be used during the Olympics that wasn't even 20k long that cost $8 billion. So there's that. <coughs> the other thing which is more controversial is I think that a large part of it is so that they can go into the deprived but now very valuable parts of major cities like Rio where poor people live and bulldoze a lot. They even did that in London with the Olympics. I used to come from that area, I'm from East Ham. The Stratford area had a lot of um, housing that was council housing that was extremely good. Uh, people had lived there for generations and they bulldoze a lot. And they promised, if you ever hear the term affordable housing, it is the most rubbish term ever used. They promised affordable housing would be given to the locals to make up for the demolition of council houses. So what did they build? They built million dollar apartments that are now owned by Qatar, who own something like 20% of the real estate in London. And if you think the European Super League is dead, the European countries that don't have big enough leagues but do have billion dollar in debt clubs are still going on about it. The World Cup itself is not safe. You've got people like Arsene Wenger, the ex-Arsenal manager, who is trying to promote a shift in major competitions so that, say, the World Cup happens every two years and includes everyone. They will destroy it if they're left with it. I wonder sometimes if um, England will never win the World Cup because it's already got all the infrastructure in place. It doesn't need to build any football stadiums. So no one's getting the kickback. But FIFA has proven that its custodianship of the World Cup, and I'm not blaming Qatar for bidding for it, even though they bid for it corruptly, I'm pretty sure that everyone has been bidding for it corruptly. If that paradigm exists, it's like, you know, dodgy contracts, dodgy union contracts for concreting or building train lines or stuff like that. It's probably the only way to get it, but it should never have gone to Qatar. It benefits such a small amount of people it benefits people that will never be that into football and it has brought that if you went into that if Qatar were honest not being able to host the event at the right time of year should have seen it taken off of them 
if they were honest when they bid for it, they would never have got it. So they were obviously instructed to lie by everyone involved. So um, FIFA have proven themselves to be above pretty much all judgment. They had a clearing of house of people like Sepp Blatter. But who knows what they're going to do in the future. They don't look after the fans. I understand about taking the World Cup to places to promote football. South Africa was the best example I can think of. But when, did it, when does rewarding the main bulk of historic football fans and countries come in by hosting the events in Europe and Latin America? which is getting further and further away from happening. Every now and again, they might get it. We've just had Qatar and Russia. And who knows, I, can't even, I don't even know who's next. But FIFA have proven that basically the European... If the European nations, and make no bones about it, the World Cup is not the highest level of world football. That is the European Championship. The standard of team in the European Championship wipes the floor with the standard of team in the World Cup. They just basically give it to much smaller football nations that don't, that would never qualify for the standard of the European Cup can get into the World Cup quite easily because of their rounds of qualification are against teams that are nowhere near the standard of the European teams. But where is the benefit for the fans and the Cup itself? It's a custodianship that FIFA have, and they failed. And it, I would love to see the European and Latin American nations go their own way, have their own competition, and sack FIFA off. 